on this episode of the AIE Podcast. It's the summer of love. It's my first episode. Get to the chopper. The cupcakes. They're rising. And we have Rado Zato to talk about AIE in Star Trek Online. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 201 of the podcast celebrating the Aaliyah Ioktast gaming community. Yes, the die has been podcast. This is Accuzad. With me as always is Aludra. Hey AIE, I think you're awesome. And this week, I am proud to welcome aboard our new co-host, McCullough. Hey guys, there's a sour cream blueberry pie in the guild kitchen. Ooh, yum. Yay! All right, this week we are joined by special guest Ratto Zato, who is here to talk about AIE and Star Trek Online. Welcome, Ratto. How's everyone doing? (laughs) Awesome. All right, McCullough, since you are the newest member of our merry little band, let's start with you with this week's little chit-chat session. How are you doing? Why don't you explain to AIE those of you who are not those of you, those of AIE who are not fortunate enough to know you, let them know who you are and what you do. Well, I am McCullough. I've been in AIE for five years. It actually is my first guild. Only guild I've ever been involved in. Um, officer of AIE, I love it here. I'm involved in a lot of the craft fair stuff, general housekeeping, um, Cleaning up the guild kitchen when I make a mess, and I do play happily in a uh, the Furt raid team, a, a a blood elf warlock. Woo Furt! I would give our battle cry, but it's not um, you know family it's friendly. It's not appropriate. Oh, no. Awesome. Well, we are so glad to have you on board a team. Thank you very much for saying yes to our offer. Um, yeah, I'm so happy you guys asked me. I love I love the guild. I love being here. Luckily, you didn't know what you're in for yet, and this is probably a pretty good example of that. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ludra, what have you been up to this week? Well, this week, um, I've been up to actually quite a bit. It's it's pretty surprising. Um, I've been like playing the heck out of my cat girl over in Final Fantasy the with the whole girl. guild over there. It's been awesome, and there's many, many reasons why, but mostly because they're really cool. And let me see. I got a shiny new rainbow polearm. A rainbow like, polearm. It's a barbecue skewer, but uh, it's rainbowy colored. It's like purple and red and yellow. And Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's really great. It goes well with my spiky, dangerous hug armor, which is what I've officially started calling it in my brains. <laughs> Danger, because if I were to hug you in this armor, I'd like impale you. It, it it's it's really bad. So it's at the Iron and Maiden in reverse. It is. It is. It's totally a reverse Iron Maiden. I've also been jumping up and down a lot on the guild furniture. <gasps> oh my god! Yeah, I know, I know. And then I've also been playing a lot on my DS. So if you guys have a 3DS, and I'm not your friend, I'd like to know why. I'm too poor. I only have a 2DS. I don't I even have one. I have a 3DS that only plays in 2D because the 3D gives me headaches. <laughs> kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? 
yes and no. It's the next generation, so I can play all the new games, but I don't get the stupid headaches. What's what is what's a few headaches in the name of good gaming? Uh, like a lot. You're that's asking a lot of me. Okay, <laughs> like no, no, Zod. Zod, I don't want to know how you play games. So tell us how you play games so so we can mock you for your headache-inducing gameplay. I don't know. This week, the more games I try to play, the, the more I couldn't, I think. Just one of those really, really busy works. And of course, you know, my um, other than raiding with Furt, which is the main thing I do uh, in World of Warcraft and have an amazing time doing that, um, Heroes of the Storm put out a huge patch. And for mm-hmm. some reason, they couldn't get the patch done in time, so they had to go late into the night. I haven't had a chance to jump back into it yet and see all the wonderful new changes they've made. So I'm waiting with bated breath. I was going to do it tonight, but then, you know, I had this podcast thing, and McCall was waiting on us, so, you know, I decided I'd show up for it. So. Well, that was nice, nice of you. Sometimes <laughs> so, you Thank like you me. for showing up. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they'll be like, oh, it's just a little Hey, Ratto, it's been a while since you've been on. What have you been up to? Not that long of a while. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you just on for Secret World. Yeah, yeah it was like um, two weeks ago, three. If you guys want to <laughs> go and see the long, drawn-out explanation of my opinion of the D&D starter set that I mentioned last time I was on here, go look at the show notes. There'll be a link to the article where it goes, here's everything. So Ooh, we, that's all on we, that. I we just saw it, so I might as well take a look cast. at that. Yeah, it's, we became D&D cast there for a little bit. <laughs> and there's um, nothing wrong with that. I just How saw I something. That? Yeah, speaking of uh, Heroes of the Storm, I just saw at San Diego Comic Con or something like that. They uh, Blizzard announced that they're going to have a um, Heroes of the Storm um, version of Bang. So I'm kind of excited on that. It looks like it's going to be the card version, not the dice version. Uh, mm. So that should be interesting to to try out. Wow, um, I feel bad. I missed that. I have to go look for that. Otherwise, I've been dabbling a bit over on Neverwinter Online because their uh, Tyranny of Dragons expansion is coming up pretty soon. Um, they just announced that you can the there's going to be a new race in addition to a new class, so now people can be Dragonborn, which is one of the um, starting initial races from the player from the first player's handbook of 4th edition. Uh, plus they're having the Scourge Warlock, which is another core class from the first player's handbook. So Dovahkiin uh, and uh, Liches, huh? Exactly. Okay, got it. I am so pro at this, guys. <laughs> but otherwise, uh, Secret World, we've been uh, holding a lot of successful raids lately, so um, we do encourage that the AIE community, um, um, both current and new players to both the community and the our uh, Secret World branch, um, if you want to get in, have priority on loot, uh, show up, um, head to our forums for information about when we do the various raids there to join on in and pick up some, you know, participate in some fun activities and get some decent loot. Wow, right. you're holding the loot hostage now, huh? <laughs> RSVP well, right now, we, we let other people participate that are outside of it, but, you know, there's a statement on there that's like, you know, people in the community have first dibs on the best pieces of loot. And then after the event's done, it's like, hey, if you're looking to join us, you can. Would you like loot like this? Don't you yeah. wish you were a part of this? Yeah. Yeah. Totally get that. Don't you wish your loot bag, bag was hot like ours? <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> nice. All right. So let's uh, dig into Star Trek Online with Rado here shortly. But first, let's cover this week's news. AIE News. 
It is once again time for AIE's yearly Summer of Love event. This is where AIE holds a number of events across our games to show how much we love each other. Of course, being the granddaddy of AIE games, the World of Warcraft gang has quite a few events planned. There'll be a Storytime Invasion for Tuesday, July 29th, a Coop Run on Thursday, July 31st, a Running of the Beef on Friday, August 1st, a Pet Bale Pet Battle and Transmog Contest on Sunday, August 3rd. And this and is where you say, this is where you say, words are hard. Words are hard. <laughs> and most importantly, the AIE Remembrance Ceremony will be held on Saturday, August 2nd. If you want to learn more about these cornerstone events in AIE World, we've got them, the links in the show notes, or of course, go to the forums. You know, I gotta say, if she got through her first rating perfectly, Yay. I think we both hate her. So I'm really glad she stumbled too. <laughs> I stumbled. <laughs> oh, we've been doing it for almost four years, and I stumble every time. So <laughs> exactly, that's why we couldn't take the perfection if she managed it. <laughs> You're doing so great, Michaela. Um, okay, so World of Warcraft has also released the newest art craft. This round is focusing on the female Tauren models. So if you have a female Tauren and you want to see the amazing upgrades, head on over to the Warcraft main page. I think she even blinks properly now, like instead of it looking really weird and her mouth doesn't look like it's made of like a Play-Doh. And she has a wood underwire bra. <laughs> I can't be I looked at that going, what? Well, okay, what what sounds more comfortable, metal or wood? <laughs> uh, depends. Let's ask the wood whisperer someday. Yes, let's. Uh, also in Warcraft news, the Iron Sky Reaver mount is 40% off this week. The sale ends on June 29th, so if you want a two-headed dragon but didn't want to show up the entire $15 for it, now's the time to jump on it. And... This just in, the Horde Chopper is coming. Log in anytime between now and September 30th to get your account flagged to receive the new mount upon the la launch of Warlords of Draenor. Ooh, so that means you've got to log in now to get it then. If you are yeah. uh, new to uh, World of Warcraft, it won't be available to, to people who join WoW after the launch of Warlords of Draenor. So, nice little yeah, perk to show off. So. Which makes sense because you know we're the ones that voted for it. So totally, absolutely. Okay. Also joining in on the summer of love, the gang from AIE and Star Wars: The Old Republic will be holding a Pilgrims and Pancakes event on Tuesday, July 29th. This is a combination of an easy nightmare pilgrim kill followed by jumping off an ice bridge on Hoth, turning yourself into a pancake at the bottom. Pilgrims and Pancakes. Ooh. Get it? Okay, that's cute. <laughs> that is great. That is, congratulations, guys. I love it. Yeah. And no stranger to secret ceremonies. There's a rumor going on that AIE in the secret world will be holding an event of their own at the church at King's Oh, wait, Mouth. that's redacted. Oh, redacted. I'm sorry, guys. Okay. <laughs> no, do you have permission going. to talk oh about God, it? Thanks. going to come after her. Nobody's ever read redacted before. <laughs> I, it's fine. I, I can take them. Okay. Um, However, the event will be held at the church in Kingsmouth on Wednesday, July 30th, to be followed by some Leia runs on Solomon Island. I'm afraid for her, man. I, I'm just sitting here That's going, it. oh, man. Her first and last show. Okay. So, AIE and Final Fantasy will be holding a Remembrance Day event as well with a walking profession. Procession. Wow, I mangled that Words word three times. 
hat trick. <laughs> Starting from the Sanctum of the Twelve and heading to the Guild House, where there will be a special dedication. Wait, what? Did I say Guild House? I think yes. you said Guild House. Uh-huh, because the Final Fantasy game finally got their house after Yay. much debate and much arguing. Yay! We are proudly homed in Ward 4, Plot 6, in Gridania. This Ooh. is, of course, on the Gilgamesh server. This is a large house, and it is massive. It is a, They're not kidding when they say large house, okay? And it's already filling with furniture as we speak, thanks to the efforts being coordinated by Little Fist and anyone who can crack. Private rooms are available for purchase, but remember, they are 300,000 gil each, and you need to be a certain level with your grand company. This is just kind of freaking me out that you're playing a game where one of the major accomplishments, and it is a major accomplishment, is to buy a house and make furniture and rent oh, rooms out. We have and you can get a private room. room. And a private uh, room. The yeah, we have room. gardening plots going, and we've got a stable for our mounts, and we've got a fishing hole right on our land, and it's so great. It's like the perfect is in this nice, quiet neighborhood full of trees. I'm pretty sure it's a good for long. for the Lollafells. <laughs> this is becoming as much of a game. It's not going to be a good neighborhood for long, and it's not going to be quiet. <laughs> Actually, we've gotten a lot of visitors from other guilds coming by and admiring our house. We're like three days in, and people are stopping by and going, Wow, look at all your furniture. <laughs> <laughs> so wait a minute, so other people can come into your house? Yeah. They can't like if you, walk if you off open with it up. Right? I also have an open door on my, my personal room. It's got a hot tub and a bed and all this great furniture that I mostly made. <laughs> is this like Downton Abbey? Is there like a downstairs with servants and things? Well, there is a downstairs basement, and it is pretty unfurnished. Hmm. So, maybe. Alright. So, with that, let's get back to Riders Auto and find out what's going on in Star Trek Online. Lots? Oh, you were quite right. See? Cupcake. Words are so hard, I just skip them all. I skip the entire thing. All right. <laughs> That's good job, Cupcake. Awesome. Luckily, luckily, I'm editing this show, so nobody will ever know. Peter. <laughs> Except for the live audience. <laughs> they said, well, yeah, but they're special. We like them, so they can know. And finally, those cupcakes from AIE and Wildstar are really getting their gears into motion. If you haven't yet, be sure to post about yourself in the introductory thread in the forums. There's also a raid team forming up looking for more, and we're extremely happy to announce that the gang has started up a podcast called The Wildstar Port. It's definitely something you want to listen to. It's going to become as big as the instance I know it. And Just with, like us. Just like us, absolutely. And with that, and not making any mistakes whatsoever, let's get back to Rado Zato and find out what's going on in Star Trek Online. Yay! Woo. Awesome. Previously on Star Trek Online, uh, with a lot of conflict going on with the Voth, the Romulan Republic, the United Federation, and the Klingon Empire, a lot of people have been wondering just what exactly is going on with the sphere there. Plus, with some of the events transpiring that have happened around Admiral Tuvok, we've been finding out that some other overarching plot is going to be happening. Hmm. Well, dun, not, dun, long, after, not Sorry, long after a attack um, was struck against um, Konos and Sol 3, 
by Species 8472, better known yeah. as the Undine. But, uh, the but attack from them was so, was so ferocious and, and horrible that it actually uh, destroyed a massive section of the Earth's space dock. Um, pretty much making it so that the old section could not be used anymore. So a lot of the operations and so forth had to be relocated to another tier. Hence, in-game, why the whole place looks rather different. Mm -hmm. um, however, uh, the three major powers within the Alpha Quadrant, being the United Federation, the Klingon Defense Force, and the United Repu Romulan Republic, um, after working together, they figured that, you know, we should band together because the Iconians won't be any match if, you know, everyone's resisting them. Well, as they ca came to this declaration of, of starting this brand new accord where the Klingons are saying, we are stopping, you know, our, our open war with the Federation and we're renewing a brand new alliance, a Iconian appeared and, and slaughtered many of the people's in attend the people there in attendance out of hand and gave a, a very stern warning saying that you know uniting and resisting against us will only bring death <gasps> that's so sad and that's now so for the continuation of star trek online season nine <laughs> that's impressive that's an awful lot of a storyline going on there that's awesome yep hey, uh, hey some... and and but i can fly my spaceship forward yay oh, yep Right. Unlike um Ian. and Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you participated in the uh Rise of Summer event, which for those watching the video stuff, uh you can see my character and off in the distance there is Sybil's character. Hi Sybil. Hey Sybil for showing up quite a bit. Um we are currently in the at least the night um moments of the um, updated summer event for Ryza. Um, you can see since the ships that were, I can't I don't know if this is the current ship or if it was last year's ship um, that you could earn by participating in the event. But It's the love boat. The love boat is a Ryza. It looks like a cruise ship, but it actually goes out in space and oh, it also okay. can be on water. So it's the love boat in space. Pretty much. <laughs> Um, let's see, uh, a lot of new events, uh, occurred for this year's summer event, plus some things that seem to have some implications of what'll happen next year when they do this again. Um, one, one thing that they did was they, it seems that, and I'm not 100% sure if this applies to everyone, but it applied to my character, but it seemed like in the events tab where you can, um, participate in turning in a whole bunch of projects, um, there was a option for... Uh, people, at least for my character who has finished it, I hope it was for anyone, period, but they could for rather cheaply get last year's ship for a fraction of the um, currency cost from the for doing the event quests and, and many activities, whereas the current one was the standard, you need a thousand of the currency, but you're getting like 40 a day by doing a daily, and there was plenty enough time to to not only get the currency, but possibly stock up for more for next year to get like a head start there. Now, when you go for the old ship, do you have to deal with like a used car salesman? What do I got to uh, do to get uh, no. you in this ship? <laughs> no, okay. not at all. No. But, uh, you know, you know, it's, it's nice and, you know, this is Rise of the Ple Pleasure Plan. They make everything nice and pleasant. Nice and easy. 
unless you're going to have like a weird side adventure that involves Ferengi and Vash, then it, then it just then you just annoy Picard instead. And the pre- right. Pleasure um, Planet, do they have uh, private rooms there too? Much like um, our house. Uh, they do. Well, they kind of do because there's these huts all around, and you can at least for. But you seem to have kind of hang out. Oh, there you go. Because there is um, lots of there's there's actually a decent RP community within this game. So um, now you know, is Ryza like um, Goldshire is in WoW? Oh um, no no no! Oh, Especially okay. that. Good. I have no idea what you're referring to, McCullough. Of course yeah, you don't. Uh, Sisters of the Loon. Well, I'm not sure which server it was, but there's a particular one where the gold share is even more infamous. But anyhow, um, there are two versions of Ryza. This is the summer version, and there's a default version, which is not as amazing. Um, <clears throat> so they added another wing to this area uh, for more stuff. Uh, primarily what was attached to there is the surfboard event. Where you can get this like crazy fast hoverboard and go veering off around you know all over the place. Um, I forgot to go fetch that out of my bank. Otherwise, I would show you that. Unless Sybil happens to have it, then I can watch her hop on it. Um, other events they added a sandcastle building event. I unfortunately I cannot show you a lot of these things because the event is over. But these are probably things that are going to be happening next year. So something to check out. Uh, there's a sandcastle building event where you, you know, there's a competition. You built these different sandcastles there. How um, do you build a sandcastle in a MMO? Uh, well, what it, they did a somewhat pseudo skilling up system because, like, the first time you did it, it's like, okay, here's a simple thing. But then the second time they do the event for um, like every hour, um, you can now you have a second option to build on there, and you can build on that. Or if you do the original option, there's now a new thing onto that, and so like gets more complicated as it branches out and you can make all these different things. Like I think the um, the pinnacle thing that you can make is like a fancy looking Federation um, logo that's like standing as tall as your character is. So are we talking like Minecraft here? You no, go pick up a square it's, 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 it's just a it's just a uh, an interaction node. So it's like like if you're playing World of Warcraft, you go up to like a mining node or an herb node. Instead of going, okay, I just collect it. It's like, okay, you have these options of things. Make it display there. Gotcha. So, gotcha. Or maybe a little more accurate if you've played um, uh, Lord of the Rings Online. It's like the decoration hooks where it's like, okay, here's a hook that can have these things. What do you put there? I was just picturing you on your you know on your knees in your Starfleet uniform with a shovel and a pail trying to you know, fill it up and. That would have been hilarious. Which actually goes into another thing that was added. They added quite a few swimsuit options for your um, for your outfit for both males and females. But a lot of these pieces can only like you like if you make an outfit specifically with the swimsuit pieces because you can't like mix and match from outside things. It's, it's just that set. Um, that outfit can only be worn in this Ryza map. So again, like if you you have like, like an awesome looking swimsuit and some shades and some swimming trunks and. Um, some lays and things like that. You know, you can have them all. You can be all decked out while you're relaxing in Ryza. But you won't um, accidentally you go into something a battle with it on. No, you can't. You just can't. Good. So you know, it, it, it helps for keeping your immersion and not being silly as you're going and doing Star Trek stuff. So we've got one Makes game sense. where you you build a house and you furnish it. Another game where you go to the pleasure planet, you make sandcastles and wear your swimsuit. <laughs> Where's the actual game in these games? Hey, well, there's actual game. Hey? <laughs> oh, there's quite a bit of game, but um, 
However, season 9.5 has recently gone live, and there hasn't been, as far as I can, I've been able to dig up, there has not been actually any additional quest content, unlike um, season 8.5, but there has been some massive overhaul stuff that happened in this one. Um, primarily, the crafting system got changed, because before, there was a crafting system, but it was laughable at best. It was completely ignored. A lot of the stuff was outscaled really quickly. It was just kind of a, okay, it's there. Um, some of the items in that were used for um, fleet asset projects, but that's about it. Um, so they did a massive overhaul to it, and one of the best ways to describe it is it's a lot like um, the Neverwinter Online um, crafting system where you have different um, schools um, of, of crafting, and then within them, it's like, how's your progress? Once you're progressed far enough, it unlocks the ability to make certain things. But, um, you know, for example, you'll have your beams, which is like almost all your beam arrays and your dual beam banks um, for like your science vessels that are more offensively inclined. You've got your cannons, which is pretty much your escorts, the, the, the more tactical inclined um, ships that can turn closer to on a dime. Uh, you've got engineering, which does um, both engineering consoles plus um, impulse engines, the engine cores, and things like that. Ground weapons, you know, your guns of all different shapes and sizes. Uh, projectiles, which is all your um, torpedo launchers and mine launchers. Uh, science, which is your deflector shields, the shields on your ship, and then science consoles. And then, like, personal shields. Oh, sorry, um... Shields on the ship are in the shield section as well, but like your personal shields for like when you're on ground combat missions, and then the shields on your ship itself. So those are the the different schools. When you max them out, you can make um, better quality versions of different items. Like technically at z at zero skill level, you can try to make a quality level twelve item. It's just that your chance of success is incredibly low. That's good. Yep, but the higher your skill level is, and depending on which duty officers you have working on it, the more likely you are to actually succeed and make the better the better gear. I like that. That but, sounds like it made it really awesome. useful. Yeah, but um, actually, uh, well, this leads into another thing was um, because of that that revamp, they also revamped the duty officer system, which for Ooh. some people have drawn a lot of. Now, I have not personally tried this. But I've heard a lot of people describe that the garrison system in World of Warcraft is pretty much a simplified version of the Star Trek Online duty officer system, where you have these people who will go do tasks for you, and they, when they're done, they come, you know, they they report back, and you get various rewards. Um, so, for example, the the UI, if you're watching the video. Um, this is how the UI looks now. I can't show you how it looks before. You might be able to catch it in a previous Star Trek Online episode that I was on. You might have seen me brought, bring it up. Uh, but pretty much, it's um, you get your various rewards. You, know, you can collect, you know, whatever you've got. So, like for here, um, after aligning the Heisenberg compensator, which does not mean I was making meth. It That's means awesome. I, I was actually aligning a Heisenberg compensator. That's um, so cool. <laughs> Critical success, I got a multiplier for the, the standard reward, so a lot of dilithium, um, a whole bunch of the um, the uh, uh, the task XP, um, XP for the character, skill points for um, using skills, and then because I crit on this one, I get a ship buff 
for the next like uh, 30 minutes, I believe. But there's a whole bunch of rewards for doing all the different duty officer stuff. So you get personal buffs, you get items, uh, you get dilithium, which is the time currency as uh, from that I've mentioned in previous podcasts. Um, you can also monitor, you know, how's the progress, you know, like, you know, how much longer is it going to take before your upcoming uh, assignments are going to finish. So, like, I've got one that will finish in about two minutes. The one after that will be 16 minutes. Let's say, you know, okay, I need uh, – Probably right here is not a good example of it, but um, say okay, I've got you know I've got a whole bunch of assignment slots that are available, which on the lower left-hand corner it says I've got nine. So I bring up my personal roster of assignments. I can go, hey, I think there is contraband, you know, smuggled amongst my crew. So I go to planet. Automatically, the game populates um, two do duty officers that you have that you have under you know in your roster. Um, to maximize the effectiveness of your uh, the success in there, and you can check the you know how how likely is it going to crit, how likely is it going to succeed, fail, or have a disaster happen, and different traits um, affect this. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to tweak or change, it's like ooh, I want to save that person for a different um, mission. You can swap them out for someone else, um, or just say yeah, they're good. Plus, they give you little um, red and green indicators of is this a good trait or a bad trait for the particular project. Um, if you're good with it and you know what, how much time it's going to take, you just say begin the assignment and it gets added to the other roster. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but if memory serves, uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, or Star Wars, yeah, Star Wars The Old Republic uh, has basically the same concept, doesn't it? It, From what I recall, and I don't know if that's also had a change, but it has a very, very similar prop process but like your companions were like you know this companion has a bonus if you send them on these kinds of projects all the you know those kind of crafting things so something similar but i think like the duty officer system here is a little more complicated i assume the world of warcraft one is going to be as complicated maybe better simpler you know it's gonna have its blizzard spin so that's what they do so what do you guys think about this concept in general of having these kind of games that play themselves without your direct input? Well, for this, it is a alternate progression method. Like I know for Neverwinter and any alts I have here in Star Trek Online, it is a passive um, method to uh, both advance alts without actively having to just play, you know, invest additional time to play them. Because a lot of the, the duty officer system, which is unlocked at about a level 11, I believe. Um, let's, I can double check that real fast. Oop, if I can grab the scroll bar. Uh, yep, duty officer systems at level 11. But pretty much you play your alt up to level 11, it unlocks the duty officer system, and you can get pretty much passive XP gain. Um, my Klingon alt, it was leveled up entirely with the duty officer system. So it takes a long time, but it, you know, they're gaining stuff. It's a handy method, uh, it's a handy system. Um, like a Facebook game, you know, you can get faster, better rewards by doing the, the quick... Um, very short duration missions. Whereas when it's you know when it's time for it to go, you know like you're logging off for the day, you can go send your duty officers on the longer missions that you know to get those rewards. But you know it's it's handy, it's neat, and it's you know and you know it's an additional method to get certain things. But in on certain cases, it's like this is the method for getting these particular progressions. But they're not all the progressions, at least with the duty officer system. None of them are mandatory to do like end game um, progress. It is like this is a supplement to what you're doing. 
I have to admit, I kind of like these in games. I, I'm excited to see World of Warcraft do mm-hmm. it. It makes it feel more like you're more involved in playing the game, knowing I'm at work, but hey, my duty officers are off, you know, taking care of this mission for me. Yep. If they make it interesting and exciting and enjoyable, it should be a welcome addition. So right. that's what I'm. That's what I'm yeah. expecting out of there. Oh, and that's certainly. So exciting. And certainly, there's been enough games now that do have a really great template for this idea that they can just build on that. Um, which is kind of unusual for WoW, especially because usually they're kind of the trendsetter, but this is like, okay, this game, they're doing this, let's make our own version. Well, they've done similar things with the modding community, where it's like, this mod is so ubiquitous, and it's so amazing and popular, they actually integrate it into the system. So, it's, right. you know, they you know, th- they do set certain trends, but they also go, hey, that's a good idea, we should do it too, but our way. So, you know, that's what, that's what they do. Um, so, let me get back to my notes here. Um, additional things that are going on. Uh, so, the crafting system. Um, in addition, the battle zones. So, like um, New Romulus or the, um, <clears throat> what's it, the the Dyson Sphere. Uh, they have, like, all these quest- quests and things that you can do in them. Well, they've now added so that when you do objectives and missions in those areas, they now mm-hmm. give you Dilithium as a reward. So now, primarily the reason they've said was that there is tons of group content that gives people Dilithium, which people can use either to um, buy certain gear, um, do certain projects, um, work on certain reputation progressions, or work on your fleet um, asset progress. Well, the thing is, is there's not a lot of solo exclusive content that really gives a decent amount of dilithium. So they've decided, well, why not add them to the battle, you know, the, to the the, the battle map, battleground maps. So pretty much while you're do- off doing those, you know, the activities in in those areas, you're also gaining dilithium for your effort. In addition to gaining the stuff to progress the reputation um, uh, levels in the, those particular areas. Um. In addition, they because of the some of the changes and streamlinings on here, there used to be some nebula zones all around the the space map, uh, well the galaxy map. Um, they are now no longer there. Uh, they pretty much said these areas were a little bit silly, and we want to do a more effective use of them. Uh, for example, right next to the Sirius sector block, there used to be a a uh, what's it Delta Varanus. Volanus cluster that you can actually zone into. In fact, if you zoom in real close, you can still kind of see the slight arrow outline that actually was the here's where you go and zone over to another area. Well, they've changed it now, so there's now a planet marker there where the old zoning spe- section was. So instead of actually having to zone out there to go do the special um, duty officer tasks for like colonization and exploration, now you mm-hmm. just go up to the cluster itself self as a as a map node and it can just interact with them directly there without having to you know invoke um two load maps one to get in there get all the stuff and then one to get right back out so it helps cut down on load times and just helps streamline some things there nice plus there wasn't exactly anything flashy going on there i mean there was the standard issue you know here's space but there wasn't anything like oh here's a planet because it's kind of unexplored anything's out there so it's like ah, let's just simplify it and keep it closer to you know what's more exciting and, and interesting. Well, yeah. That's what you want out of gameplay, right? Yep. Um, Definitely. The, uh, unless it's Eve. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Eve's got yeah. some work. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, the final thing that got added on here, and I will see if I can get to a better lit section to try and show this off, but um, the Odyssey uniform set has been added to all of Starfleet across the board. Like, all the NPCs who are officially Starfleet affiliated and now have these updated uniforms and like the the proper markings for what your rank and position like if you are a um you know if you're a captain someone in command if it's the dress uniform if it's the tactical uniform if you are a i'm trying to remember the term for what o'brien was because he wasn't a rank officer he was a commission um uh a commissioned uh person commissioned personnel uh, so there's different things so you can tell, oh, that's what this person is. So um, our our fleet base, our star, our star base, all the NPCs have been updated and changed. Um, Admiral Quinn has been updated and changed so that he, you know everyone is wearing the Odyssey-style uniform. Where does the Odyssey uniform fit in the timeline of um, Star Trek? This is the year, is I think it's the 25th century... Uh, there is a thing to look up for, but chronologically, as far as the shows and movies go, this is after Voyager, not immediately after, but like Voyager was the last chronological thing that's happened before this stuff. Technically, kind of the first J.J. Abrams movie, but only so far as the event of New of, of Romulus exploding and thus yeah. making the one guy swear vengeance and time travel thus making the alternate timeline but that's that is the other that's the only other furthest event closest to what's going on in Star Trek online gotcha so okay, Star Trek I online hear, I expected to hear six more thuses I mean come on thus <laughs> so Star but, Trek um, online is really the next generation of Star Trek it is it is official like it is like there it they um it is canon for anything that, it is canon oh good but it's, it's as it's as canon as like for example the novels so it's like similar canon to like um the extended universe in Star Wars where it's like okay the movies are like this is the hard major canon and everything else outside of a certain subset is like the B canon or extended universe so, so Star Trek Online Correct. Um, so Star Trek Online is as canon as any of the novels are, which, you know, as far as I follow, and there might be someone who's probably a much better, um, be able to answer to this better, I'd probably defer to Daryl the Trek nerd on this one, but, like, the novels are still considered canon, but they're also a, they're like a B canon, where, like, if a TV show contradicts anything in the novel, the TV show wins. So oh, okay. that's where Star Trek Online sits because anything that Cryptic wants to add to this, they have to get approval by CBS. So there's actually been like communication where they've said, you know, where players have said, we want this added into the game. They said, well, we have pre um, presented this to CBS, and they have said at this at this time, no. But you know, there there have been changes that have gone in where it's like, okay, we can convince that you know this this is fine. Everything will be cared for and given the respect that it should have for you know involving like you know adding this ship or including this species um in fact soon i think towards the end of this year there's supposed to be a second expansion for star trek online they have not revealed any details on it but the the popular rumor right now is like pr the previous expansion was the inclusion of the romulan republic this next expansion is going to be the you know another popular requested um race and it might it might be the cardassians oh 
Kim Long Kardashian? Kardashians. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Please, God, no. No, not them. No, they, they are aliens. <laughs> but um, the Odyssey uniform, which is pretty much in line with the, Odi the Odyssey class starships, um, which is the current um, type of ship that the Enterprise, the flagship of the, of the Federation, is. And uh, the current captain for the Enterprise is a Andorian instead of a human. So within oh, Star Trek man. Online, the first um, Enterprise captain who is not human has happened with the, I think it's the Enterprise H, I believe, or it might be G. I'm not 100% sure, but it's, it's one of those two letters, and I apologize for not knowing that, that answer. Um, but um, on the actual day of um, first contact day, um, they do hold an in-game event where you get to meet the the crew of the the new en of the current Enterprise and get to get to learn you know the backstory and the and the and you know what's the deal with the the NPCs who man that crew. Very cool. <clears throat> Plus, in a lot of the current storylines, like um, the three mm -hmm. factions, the Romulans, the Klingons, and the Federation, they each have a flagship captain. And in fact, in the main load screen, you know, it says, you know, you're, you're logging into Star Trek Online and, you know, there's all the new things going on with Season 9. It shows the three, you know, flagship captains standing side by side. You know, it's like, here's Season 9, a new accord, and there's Admiral Tuvok there in the background. Wow. So, so, that's, so you get to see, here's the, the three, the, like, the three biggest captains in the Alpha Quadrant. That's so cool. Oh, that's great. Though I would argue that probably Sybil is just as big of a captain. Absolutely. And probably. Of Sybil, there she is. Probably. Okay. But, um, so, you know, the, the Odyssey uniforms, they are available for everyone, at least the normal versions of them. The dress and tactical versions of them are unlocked through your fleet um, for fleet marks. If you have already purchased previous um, Odyssey uniforms, because there was an older version before all this happened, um, you have access to the the new uniforms, the new uniform editions, the tactical and dress uniform for free. At least that's what happened to me because I had bought that, and it's in the patch notes saying that. Um, so once so you buy them, you upgrades want, are free. All right. <laughs> yeah, but it unlocks it for the character. Um, the next thing that came out um, is the. Um, they do have lock boxes in this. I'm just going to make this real short and brief on this because love them or hate them, this is a thing that does give a lot of cash to Cryptic so they can keep developing and making this game. Whether you agree with the, pro the, the practice or not, that's your thing. But my reporting is the current lock box is the Zindi lock box. You know, uh, the Zindi race, well, races, because there was five of them from Enterprise. That's pretty much themed stuff from them. So all the lockboxes do have an exclusive ship in there. So that's how you get that one. But that ship is not a, if you want to win the game, you need it. Because it's pretty much a, hey, I want a handy, cool, neat um, ship. So like buying so, a mount or a pet in World of Warcraft. Yeah, just like that. Cool. So it's like, it's handy and they have some good performance, but you do not need them to do any of the end game content. You are perfectly It's not going to change that. You're, you are not handicapped at all. In fact, um, you, we have access to some really good ships because of how our fleet is progressed with our, our fleet assets. Speaking of the fleet, how, um, is, how is AIE doing in, in the game? Our fleet is actually doing rather good. Um, we recently... Um, I'd have to double-check with uh, an officer who has the, the ability for this, but we recently just finished 
on the latest upgrade for the Dilithium mine, which is right still the current thing we are trying to finish because it gives discounts on the materials required to complete other projects with other assets. But um, for anyone on the video, you can see that we are very close to completing the Dilithium mine. We are about one-third of the way into Tier 3, which is the final tier for the Dilithium mine's overall progress. We are maxed out with the trade, pr the second tier of the trade uh, progression in the, in the mine, and we are about halfway through the third tier of the development section. So we are progressing quite a bit. Like the, If you go into the mine, we've got a whole bunch of cosmetic appearance things that we've unlocked. Uh, we've got a lot of services. There are duty officers you can get. There is a daily mission to get more dilithium. Um, also, we have unlocked a thing to um, process more dilithium than your normal daily allotment. Normally, you can process 8,000. I think we can. it's a 500 additional dilithium um, daily quest you can do that's like, okay, process 500 more, you're done. Uh, so it's, you know, it's, a little, it's a nice perk for being in, in, in the, the group. Um, otherwise, for the star base, which is like the crown jewel of where everything is, um, one perk we've gotten with the, the mine is we can now do site-to-site -site, um, uh, uh, teleporting between the Dilithium mine, which is You're near... You're Magus? That's cheating. Yep. No, we're better than Maguses. We're science! Ooh. But, um, <laughs> again, for the people on video, um, we are um, starting into the fourth tier of the science... Um, uh, projects. We, I think we also just barely started into the engineering on its fourth tier, and we're a little further in the in the fourth tier progress of the military section. But we are about two thirds of the way into the fourth tier of the overall starbase progress. But we've got like the tailor. We've got um, daily um, duty officer missions and tasks you can get inside there. Um, weapons, ships, um, shields consoles, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so, that, you know, there's a lot of perks for joining in. And, you know, if you help contribute, even more things unlock. Um, so far, um, we're waiting for at least the Dilithium mine before we start working on the Spire. A lot of the perks with the Spire, because it exists out in the Dyson Sphere, um, this, it helps your progression with uh, doing stuff in that battle zone. Um, as well as unlock some other um, side perks and um, handy things there. The embassy um, has been put on pause, but that one has, we have unlocked a couple perks with that, like additional duty officer task slots, which normally you have 20 um, people in our fleet to buy the additional slots. We can have up to 22, so even more stuff getting progressed and, and hauled in. Nice. So nice. that's where we are with that. So if you're interested in helping out, just log into the game. Um, you bring up um, any of the active projects. Once we get those back in there, um, Hunter, I know he's currently visiting family, so he doesn't have access to decent internet right now. Um, some other officers should have access, but I'm not sure like how busy they are. Um, but all you do is you, know, you bring up your, um, your fleet menu, on the upper right-hand corner of your screen, just go into the holdings, select whichever um, asset it is that you want to contribute to, click on whichever project is active, and it will give a list of like, hey, this is what this project needs in order to complete. Once it's once all the things are there, similar to the duty officer system, then it starts on its processing time. When it's done, it unlocks whatever it does or adds progression XP to that particular project. Nice. Um, however, the um, one big thing that's going on right this second, like it started today, 
the Dilithium bonus event is live. What this means is everything you do, anything that gives you Dilithium, in fact, all those duty officer missions I was collecting in, I was actually getting a bonus of Dilithium with each of those cash-ins because oh, normally it would be a slight bit less. But pretty much what it is is from now until the 28th, um, anything that gives you um, unrefined Dilithium, you're going to get 50% more raw Dilithium from whatever that is. So this includes the daily um, Dilithium mining um, quest that you can do, both at our Dilithium mine and then the public Dilithium mine. Um, any duty officer missions, any of the, as, you're, as you recall, the battle zones just got Dilithium added to those. Those are giving even more, so there's tons of Dilithium to pick up. Um, these Now, Dilithium, to stress on how it's used in this game, this gives both um, reputation progress for getting um, the, the end game gear that you want to get for doing the different reputation line progressions. It also is used for unlocking um, and progressing uh, our fleet asset um, progressions. So if we want to have any of the cosmetic things that they get added on there, those cost lots and lots of Dilithium. Uh, also, Dilithium is used for the Zen Exchange. This is where you exchange so much of your processed and refined Dilithium for Zen, which is the name of the, the, the money currency, the premium currency, to get like ships, character slots, um, race unlocks, um, other, and, other, and other fun things. So it's pretty much you, you trade in your time for money. So as goblins say, time is money. It's <laughs> quite a literal thing in here. So, you know, this is an event where it's like, even if you're doing it passively, you should totally participate in this event and rake up as much Dilithium as possible. Because it's like you're doing the same effort, but you're getting much more reward. All right. Great. All right. Before we, uh, so cool. before we close the show out, uh, for people who may not play Star Trek Online or may play it but be interested in joining AIE, can you tell people where we are in the game? Um, there is, there's only one server for the live server. There's a test server, but you don't need to worry about that. We don't do anything over there because it's test and it comes up and comes down. But you can either go to Steam and um, download the game there, or there is Arc, which is like Steam, but it's the Perfect World Entertainment um, uh, platform for all their different games. So you could also see like Neverwinter and uh, and Perfect World um, Global, or I can't remember what it's called, but you know you can see all the different Perfect World Entertainment games there. But either way you can download the game and play it. Um, there are some perks if you're playing the game through ARC. Pretty much they say, hey, thank you for downloading ARC and using it. Here's some unlocks. So, for example, in Star Trek Online, you can get the Khan from the Wrath of Khan, you know, the, sec the second um, Star Trek movie. You can have his full outfit and his haircut. So, <laughs> if you want to look like, if you want to have a Khan <laughs> outfit, you, you know, Download Arc, play Star log on to Star Trek Online through that, and it unlocks it for your whole account. Uh, but again, not mandatory. If you if you want to keep things minimalistic and simple, go through Steam. Works just as effective. Great. All right, but what server are we on? Uh, it's just the yeah. server. I think it's, it's technically it's called Holodeck, but it's there's only the one server. Oh, uh, the tech that you use in this game is like if there's too many people in one location, they just make another shard right then and there. And it's like gotcha. all right, people just go into that overflow. Okay. So you don't have to go you don't have to go, are we on Earth and Ring? Are we on here? It's like, no, you just go on to Star Trek and there you go. Very nice. So how do people find yes, you and join the guild? How do people find you and join the guild? Um 
the unique thing with um, Star Trek Online, and it's also a bit of a thing that exists with uh, Final Fantasy XIV, uh, is that, um, of course, you can submit your application through Umami, and the, the nice thing with that one is when if we approve your um, application on there, subject to all rules and policies of AIE, which, you know, it's be a decent person and all that fun stuff. But you know, as soon as it's approved, what we can do is, you know, if, if we're when we're logged in, we can immediately send in the invite for your character. So that so when you're approved, the next time you log that character in, this window pops up says you've been invited to Alea Yakta S. Do you want to accept this invite? You go yes, and you're in the guild. Oh, very Great. nice. So much easier. It's pretty nice there. Um, if there's an issue, we usually you know get back with you saying, hey, the name you gave because there's a there is a name for your character, and then a what I I call the at name because it's separated with a at, and then it's a pretty much a login handle. Don't use your login name as that handle, but pretty much your your at name is your handle. So, for example, for me, it's um, Deed Fulland is my my character here, you know, my science officer, but my at name is Arani Kitty. Um, so, like any character I'm on, it's character's name at Arani Kitty. So you always know that's me. Very mm -hmm. cool. I like that. All right. Which, so, also, oh, go, go ahead. No, I was, anything else before we close the show? I, it was just a weird anecdote about some of the weird abuses people can do with the names. But again, the at name pretty much makes it very clear. Oh, it's it's this person and not that jerk. Pretend, so like, for example, you could have five, you have 10 different people be GURP, you know, saying I'm Scott Johnson, but all the at names would be different. Or another person could make Deed Foland, but their at name would be different, so you'd know, okay, that's the you know, that's that Deed Foland's not Radozato from AIE, that's someone else, as an example. I like that. That's very cool. That's great though, that they uh, make yeah, sure that you can also, abuse if, someone's good name. Well yeah, you can also you know, instead of like the oh these name campers are they're they're squatting on this name, it's like, no, I'm just gonna be the the name exactly that I want. I like mm-hmm. Okay, Which so is nice. I'm going to call that our show for tonight. Uh, Rado, thank you so much for joining us. Where can people find you on the web? Um, primarily, you can find uh, the articles that I write uh, that review uh, board games over at acrosstheboardgames.net. Um, also, in the show notes that I en entered earlier is you know an example of a recent um, article. Um, stay tuned for a an article about the Naxxramas expansion in Hearthstone. Nice. But if you want to see some of my more shorter musings uh you can follow me on twitter at ratozato all right next week we'll be talking about aie summer of love and remembrance day in detail we're gonna have some special guests on who are leading up those events and can tell us all about them but stay tuned for now as we've got a full ride of great aie member segments coming right up including ask miss mulgrub buxley's journal much lesser known shaws and epic diapers but first, if you need to reach us, we can be found at email, podcast at aie-guild.org. The uh, podcast Twitter handle is AIE Podcast. Zod is at AccuZod. Eludra is at Eludra underscore AIE. And I'm at Cyberwave. We record live every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us or watch one of our past shows on the on our website at theaiepodcast.com. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website at keyswithsoul.com. Ladies, ladies, and gentlemen.
Hey, Gomez, this is Six from Epic Diapers, and sorry Mr. Last Show is out on a boat, but I wanted to say congrats on your tenure as host of the AIE podcast. I'm sad to see it go. Uh, it's been a pleasure listening to your voice and the levity that you do bring to the podcast and have for the last three and a half years. Uh, thanks for always playing my segments. Uh, it's work like uh, yours and Scott's and others that kind of inspired me to actually start doing this kind of stuff. Um, also, thanks for passing off the AIE raid wrap-up. I, I know it's been a couple of months Maybe a few more. I did email them to you, right? You, you do have them? Great, great. Uh, no, but seriously, um, once the, the next expansion drops, I'm all back into that. Uh, but thanks, Gomez. You'll be missed. And darn it, we live about 30 minutes away, and we still haven't even grabbed that beer. Let's do it! All right, thanks, man. Thrumka, and welcome to Ask Miss Malgra, your source on matters of etiquette in Azeroth. Today's question is... What is the most advantageous thing for me to do between expansions? The time between expansions is a wonderfully glorious time when everything old becomes new again. This is the time when you can dig back into your armor locker and find those old tier 2 pants you haven't been able to get into for years. Imagine how stylish you will look compared to your colleagues when you are between expansions. This is also a good time to go thrift shopping through some of the old dungeons that have been converted to loot pinatas for matching accessories. One note of caution. Do not throw out your old gear. If you are between expansions, clearly you are planning on visiting the buffet and you will likely have need of a little more uh, wiggle room in your armor soon enough. I am Miss Mulgra, and that is my advice. Akamagosh! Follow at Miss Mulgra on Twitter, or listen to previous episodes at MissMulgra.com. Me? I'm the Buxley. Welcome to Buxley's Journal. Oh, uh, Hi. I was fishing and I fished up this flying tiger garami. I asked around and they said I should find someone named Nat Pagel. Is that you? It is. So what can you tell me about this fish? Let's see that. Uh, okay, uh, this little fish is a rare mutation of the tiger garami that can fly and is consequently caught in any fresh water here in Pandaria. Local legend states that good luck comes to the person who eats it. And the local tradition states that only royalty can eat them. To be caught breaking this tradition is a death sentence. With that in mind, I'll make sure it gets to the right person. You read that from a piece of paper. Yeah, I told this to everyone who brings me the fish. You'd think I'd have this memorized by now. So, you said death sentence? Really? Yep, death sentence. Don't worry about it, I'll handle it from here. Wow, that seems kind of strange to me. What are you going to do with all the fish you get? Uh, bring it to some royalty, like I said. Royalty, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, royalty, uh, right over there. Hey, I'm I'm performing a public service. People bring me these things all the time. Some of these people are getting to be good friends of mine. Friends? What, in exchange for fish? Sure, yeah, you know, because, uh, death sentence. Now, move along. These, uh, royalty, they wouldn't happen to pay you for these fish, would they? What? No, 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 no. (laughs) Uh, nothing like that. Uh, maybe I'll find some of these royalty and bring them to fish directly. Oh, you wouldn't want to do that. They could be dangerous for you. Just keep bringing me the fish. You can become my best friend. Then you can buy stuff from me. So, 
I'm supposed to bring you these fish that you may or may not be selling to royalty for who knows how much profit. And the more I bring you, the better friend I'll be. And then, when I'm a good enough friends with you, you'll sell me things? Yeah, it was a great deal. Lots of people do. No thanks, no, you can keep your deal. Wait, where are you going? Come back here. If you'd like to see what I'm up to, follow Ask Buxley on Twitter. Epic Diapers. If you're like me, you're burnt out on this expansion, and this is coming from the guy that hasn't even played in a couple of months. Yeah, I'm busy as ever with my family and work, but if it were fresh and new, I'd probably still be finding excuses to play at night like when I used to raid. However, if you're looking for new challenges and a way to regularly mix it up, don't forget the in-game world event calendar. For example, this weekend is the Alterac Valley Call to Arms, while the first weekend in August brings us Warsong Gulch and the week-long Dark Moon Fair. Also, don't forget the Stranglethorn Fishing Extravaganza every Monday! Aside from the calendar of events, mix up your gameplay. Go for some transmog gear, level alts, or rack up those achievement points. And if you do want a fresh look at the game and you have beta access, give your tune a spin on Draenor. You don't need to level far to maybe inspire you to prepare your characters for their eventual arrival back in time. Or in a different timeline on a different planet. Is that right? I think... You can find me at Epic Diapers and EpicDiapers.com. Also, Willie Dills, Veronica Belmont, and I will be covering the San Francisco Giants game this Saturday, July 26, as they play our arch-rival L.A. Dodgers. Be sure to check out our Twitters. Some orcs can't take no for an answer. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. Few people would associate the Horde with customer service, but it's a little-known fact that Orgrimmar does have a call-in help desk. But having the technology and using it effectively are two different things, and this was clearly demonstrated this past week when two of the few remaining Tauren loyal to the Horde tried to cancel their allegiance. The customer service rep who took the call was a Corcoran orc, and he was, shall we say, less than helpful. He spent the better part of 20 minutes berating the couple, demanding to know why they were leaving the Horde, belittling them for not seeing the glorious future that Hellscream had planned, and in general making the experience as unpleasant as possible. He finally relented and cancelled their membership, but concluded the call by wishing them a short and unhappy life. ODN contacted the Horde Public Relations Department to see if they intended to apologize, but they only doubled down, saying that the Tauren were, quote, just two more traitors to be hunted down and dispensed with once Garrosh is victorious, unquote. For their part, the two Tauren are glad to be finally free of a Horde that no longer reflected their beliefs or their honor. But they also report that they have begun receiving junk mail inviting them to try a new version of the Horde. The pitch? That this Horde is new, improved, and now is fortified with iron. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Greetings. This is Rastlin, presenting another installment of our ongoing informational series, Other, Much Lesser Known Shaws of Pandaria. Tonight, the Shaw of Compulsion. The lair of this Shaw is a beautiful, perfectly constructed, 37-sided cavern. Unfortunately for the adventurers, this Shaw's special ability compels them to space themselves out in a pattern perfectly symmetrical with the walls. 
which is nigh impossible for any sized group. This causes them to continually shift their locations instead of attacking. Also, when the heroes finally do attack, they will tend to use whatever ability they started with, over and over again, trying to get the absolute maximum damage or healing out of it, before switching to any other, potentially better, ability. Luckily, the Shah also does not do much damage, since it itself is always attempting to find the exact center of the shifting group in order to cast its devastating area attack. Thus the fight is long, with numerous deaths, but typically successful. However, getting the loot after the fight is usually delayed, since the treasure chest is always opened, then closed, then repeatedly opened again until everyone feels it has been done flawlessly and with the proper flourish. We now return to your regularly scheduled impeccable raid run already in progress. Hello there, citizens of New Eden. This is Turbo reporting to you from the front lines of Catch on all your happenings in AIE Universal. This past week in Eve, our very own Razhoff Darksand led a bombing fleet deep into the heart of CVA territory, scoring four kills with only one resulting casualty from AIEU. While this op ended on a positive note, it reminded us all to make sure your clones are up to date. In further news, our fearless military director Langtheris ordered routing fleets to continue until morale picks up or Capsuleer's tire of the easy isk. That's it this week for EVE news. For more information, please check out the EVE section in the My Extra Life forum, and you can always follow me at TurboAddiction on Twitter. And remember, citizens of New Eden, stay classy, nerf diplomacy, and buff war. So until next time, AIE, this is Akizad. This is Aludra. This is Makala. And this has been the AIE Podcast.